Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. Last week, if you missed it, you're going to want to stop and go back and listen to our interview with Chrissy Lamb. Uh, She is the founder of Love Is Project, and they are doing incredible work. She, in her first two years, made $1.2 million. And what are they selling? They're selling bracelets that say love, and she has a powerful story that that is wrapped in. Uh, She's going country to country and asking people what love means to them. She was also just featured in Oprah Magazine, and she's kind of making waves with this. So this is really a great demonstration of the power of a good story uh, that people get behind and support uh, your brand. And today we're going to be talking to Dom Capicilli. I, you know, I'm getting these tough last names, and I need to be better about making sure I know how to pronounce these things. So I'm very sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, a little bit of a tongue twister uh, when you don't know exactly how to say it. But Dom is actually the founder of The Clean Cell, and he basically helps startups and small businesses um, with their sales story. Uh, Dom is a sales expert. This is what he does. He's got 10 years as a reporter, author, screenwriter. He's helped uh, companies like ZocDoc and um, another major uh, healthcare company, you know, blast their revenue up because of the power behind really good sales storytelling. So Dom's in the mind of really connecting people with, you know, the product, speaking to those people and helping them really understand, you know, what those benefits of the product are so that they can buy into them. Um, And so this is a really important part of the business. So we wanted to talk to Dom about it to help you guys uh, with your sales process because, you know, if you're in your earlier years or any any point in time, really, I mean, this is something you have to master. But what I was going to say is when you're in your earlier years, you know, too many companies will die off because they can't figure out the sales part. They think it's something I'll just work on and I'll figure out. But this is a skill and it's not one to be taken lightly. So we're going to dive into that conversation. Guys, in just a couple days, don't forget we have, um, if you're listening to this on the release date, you know, we have the next match. Magazine, next edition of Change Creator Magazine coming out with Impact Investor um, Joel Solomon. And this is an incredible, incredible guy. He wrote the book, The Queen Money Revolution. I got amped up about it. So we uh, connected with Joel and you know, we're going to be giving away 10 of those books. So we're going to be giving away 10 books. Um, and I think it's going to go out to an offer to our email list. So, you know, if you're not on the list, just, um, you know, stop over at changecreator.com. You can sign up and get some goodies, but you'll be on that list. And uh, we're going to give away that book. So um, next uh, and last but not least, uh, just a reminder, we are the official sponsors over at the Buy Good, Feel Good Expo. This is in Toronto in April. Change Creator will be there among so many other amazing people. Uh, they're actually helping launch uh, Tom's uh, new campaign that's coming up. So Tom's Shoes, uh, you know, we all love Blake Mikoski and he's doing a lot of incredible work. So we're excited to see all that take off. Uh, but yes, Buy Good, Feel Good, April, Toronto. We hope to see you guys there. It's going to be so much fun um, and there's going to be just a ton of incredible socially conscious businesses, manufacturers, distributors, consumers, you name it, they're all going to be there. All right, guys, let's jump into this conversation with Dom and talk sales and story. I 
Hey, Dominic, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today, man? I am doing all right, Adam. Nice to, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to have you here. Um, I'm excited. We've been doing a lot of interesting work around the um, marketing space in the form of storytelling. And this is something you're an expert in when it comes to applying it to the sales uh, funnels and process. So, I think this is going to be a really uh, interesting conversation, and I'm excited to hear about what kind of work you're doing and your thoughts around these things. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the Clean Cell, your your consulting uh, company that you currently have, and how did you get to, uh, I guess, build up your expertise to start something like that? Yeah, sure. So, so I uh, I actually came to business and came to entrepreneurship in kind of a unique way, which I guess probably every entrepreneur could say, but. <laughs> I, uh, I was not in, I was not, I didn't go get an MBA. I was a storyteller. I was a journalist coming out of college. Uh, and then I was a sports reporter and then I was an author and then I was a screenwriter. Um, and then I only kind of came to sales later, later in life. And when I was looking, you know, I kind of had always had the entrepreneurship bug a little bit and, uh, ended up being, that ended up being, uh, the thing that I, I realized I wanted to do. So I, you know, I was probably about 29 or 30 at that time. Um, and I thought I was going to have to start over. Mm. Uh, and I started, a, I, I, a friend of mine had a healthcare company, a medical device, small company, a couple, couple person show, and he needed a salesperson to help. And I'd always been told from friends of mine that I would be good at sales. Didn't really know why I was kind of turned off by it, frankly. <laughs> but then I was like, all right, let's, let's give this a shot. Uh, and I, what I realized is the background that I had as a storyteller and as a someone who could deconstruct uh, and structure a story out and really understand kind of the magic behind that from all of the work that I had done um, was the best possible preparation that I could have had yeah. to start a sales career and start a business career. Because really, you know, I, I think we get really caught up of whether it's marketing or sales or whatever it is, but storytelling is extremely is an extremely useful skill personally and professionally. It's the way in which we, we communicate with each other. Um, so, so my background is, is in that. And what happened was I, you know, I ran, I, I had a pr pretty good sales career, um, worked at, worked at ZocDoc, which is a kind of a, a unicorn is a unicorn, uh, startup that does yep. healthcare, uh, appointments for, Mm -hmm. uh, or doctor's appointments online. Um, and I had a lot of success there, kind of cut my teeth, cut my teeth there. And I started to really under, really, uh, start to teach some of the newer people who were on about di uh, different ways to structure their pitches. And I, and I kind of found a passion for it. Uh, then I went in and kind of built my own startup within an existing company who was targeting a new market. And that's where I really started to get to know, the startup community and the small business community. Um, and I realized, you know, I, I kind of had this assumption that entrepreneurs all, all had it together. Right. And <laughs> that like, you know, they had this just in order to be funded for $2 million or $3 million or whatever it is that these companies must've had just like an incredibly well-oiled ship that was better than any skill that I had ever picked up. Right. And what I realized is that was, that was a mirage. Um, mm -hmm. you know, most, uh, most founders were succeeding in spite of their sales acumen, story, and strategy, um, not because of it. 
And I, you know, I started to sit down with some, some friends of mine who, who own businesses just as a, a favor for a couple of hours. And they started to, I started to see these like very low hanging fruit changes that yeah. were resulting in big wins for them. Uh, you know, hundred thousand dollar contracts that they, that they picked up, you know, at, within, within a month just of making these like quick, easy changes that seem very obvious to me. That's, I think that's one of the funny things about entrepreneurship or expertise in general is things that seem obvious to you, um, are not obvious to other people. And it's, and it kind of looks like magic to them. Um, (laughs) and, and I, I started to see some, some big impacts there. And I said, you know, there's a, I think, especially as entrepreneurship is growing and it's easier to start a business. Um, there is a market need here. Um, especially when a company is trying to get past that early stage of, of, uh, you know, I have my friend, you know, I, I have my network, it's starting to run out, but like now they get funded for like a C or series a, and they don't know, they don't know how to, you know, they have a directive to, to grow in order to get to their next round and, and be successful as a company. But they're not salespeople. They're they're right. subject matter experts. They're technical right. experts. So, so, so I'm gonna, it, ju- I'm the, gonna jump in right there because yeah. it made me think of something, and that is, um, you know, what I agree with you because what what you find is people will get that funding, and you know, my co-founder and I have noticed this a lot. We look at companies when they get their funding, we kind of follow them, especially related ones, right? And we see, oh, well, look at that. They hit a wall after six months or a year, and we see that, okay, they got a funding a year ago, and they had all this traffic, right? And then next thing you know, it drops off the face of the earth mm-hmm. because they are, all they were doing is putting all that money into paid marketing, but they didn't know how to build something that was sustainable for, uh, for and giving them reliable traffic over time. Um, and I think you know part of that it plays into the fact that you don't know how to sell and grow in the sense of connecting with the audience, building the loyalty, building the trust, getting that retention. Um, you know, the, the metrics are not always about just how many clicks and how many views. It is what's your retention? What is the loyalty that you have with the audience, right? Yeah, execution's my, there's there are great ideas abound. Execution is is what separate. There's so many great ideas that are completely gone now <laughs> because they were executed very, very poorly. Yeah. And I actually and and you know that stage of, you know, we've gotten some early, early excitement about us. Um, and then I can't tell you how many, how many startups go to die there. And it's because they don't, because, because the skill sets aren't there and they're, and they don't figure out and they don't, uh, either kind of operate under the assumption that they can just figure that out. You know, but it's, to me, it's crazy. It's like, if I got a, if I got a degree in engineering and then I worked for 10 years in engineering, I would be an expert in engineering. And then so it would be like me walking up and saying, I don't have any of that experience, but I'm going to figure out how to be an engineer in six months and do it better than, <laughs> than the other people who are out there. Yeah. So sales is a craft just like any other and marketing is a craft just like any other. So it, it's, it's ignorant to think that you'd be able to, to do that without some help or at least some training. Um, I agree. And people are hesitant. Like you have to be one thing I've learned over the years and I've been in business 15 years and it's my second company and you've obviously been doing it for a while. And, you know, it you do need to learn from other people. Um, You have to be willing to invest in yourself. Um, It's a really difficult road if you're just trying to figure it all out on your own because you think you're going to read a couple articles. And while that might give you some ideas, um, the actual like getting consultation or mentorship, whatever you want to call it, that advisory 
history from these experts, it mm-hmm. is, it's almost an essential part of the process. If you don't have that one, you'll drag on forever, but two, um, you could very well just fail because you just, you need that help. You need that clarity and support. Yeah. The entrepreneurs who, who, I mean, I, I obviously I have kind of a unique view because I deal all my companies. I deal with so many different, um, businesses, uh, that, that come across and I see so many different models and so many different founders and CEOs because that's kind of my business is to, to work with them. So I get this unique view of who, what makes them succeed and what doesn't. And you know, what, what's the difference between those who succeed and those who don't. And it's almost always, they know what they don't know. (laughs) Like that (laughs) that is the number one thing. If you know what you don't know, and you go and you seek to to fill those gaps. I mean, I don't care if you work with me or or or, at least, or get some free training or whatever, but like understand what you don't know and what your expertise is not, and then go find people who are smarter than you at at that. Absolutely. And and get them to get them to work with you because I do that for my own business. You yeah. know, I don't I don't I don't pretend to know everything about sales enablement. I don't pretend to know everything about marketing. Like I, I seek out expert experts in that area. Yeah. And I agree. I, I see all these things. These are skills that you, you know, learn to master and it's a lifelong learning process. You never, you're never going to know everything. And, um, you know, we have several advisors for change creator and because to your point, we don't, we don't know everything we know. We, we know what we know and then we know what we don't know. <laughs> and it's like for anything that's a gap, um, you know, like website monetization and things like that. Um, we have an advisor specifically for that because we know we need someone who's an expert in that space to support that line of thinking for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have in the same way you have an accountant or a lawyer, you need people to help you in these other areas that are not your expertise. Exactly. And everyone's afraid, especially in startup world. And I, I think you work, do you work with some of the larger companies as well? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's tough because people are hesitant. They have the startup budgets too, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, it's going to cost me a thousand dollars a month. And it's, well, how do I know I'm going to get, cause here's the thing, like even myself, I've had experiences guys. We, we all make, you know, bad decisions and good decisions, but you have to try. And it's like, I went through a couple of things personally, and I'm sure you've been down this road where you hire teams that, you know, you spend all this money and you don't really get results. And then you're jaded, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like your guard is up, you know? Well, oh, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I, I deal with people who've been burned constantly. And I actually like part of the reason, you know, I, I experienced this as a, VP of sales at the companies that I've worked for in the way not to do it from a sales perspective, at (laughs) least. And I think that, and I think you have to do that research, but it is hard to sometimes cancel out the noise of who actually knows what they're talking about and, uh, who's going to like, who's going to milk you dry. Um, one thing I would say, I would stay away from, uh, is people who claim to have a huge Rolodex, especially if you're like a B2B a company that's doing B2B sales. Yeah. They they walk in and they say, oh, I've been working in healthcare for 25 years and I'll get you meetings with whoever you need in the, in the healthcare space. Um, and it never, ever, <laughs> yeah. ever works out. They bleed you dry for like, they put you on retainer for four or five months and they any of the meetings they bring you are kind of like not the, the target customer that you're looking for and you're they don't really have an idea of who you're talking about and all of a sudden you don't get any of the results that you were looking for right. and it's it's a really really common thing that that happens right. so do not out, do not try to outsource sales you have to learn it yourself but you need but you need the right person to teach you and i would say the same is probably true of most other disciplines. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's a, that's a really good point that I think anybody listening should take note of. Um, you know, we, we all do selling and, and you've got to, you've got to understand selling yourself. You really do. Um, 
So, so Dominic, I, I'd like then to just kind of segue a little bit into a little bit more of, um, you know, some ideas from your experience that you could teach here uh, for people who are trying to learn how to sell better. And, and let's just talk, start talking about the, like, what is, what is the role of story in, in selling and, and the structure? And how do you start like thinking about that, especially as a, a founder and you want to kind of connect with your audience and start getting them to understand like your sales process and stuff like that so you can get these versions like can you talk a little bit about that yeah sure so it's it's usually i think it's more helpful to talk uh through like what not to do sometimes sure, <laughs> you know because sure. it's these these common pitfalls that happen so the things that the two things with relate in relation to like a sales pitch or a sales story and not even just a sales pitch but any type any type of story about your company because marketing is just a sale it's just sales except you're not doing it in a one-to-one scenario um you're you know where you're actually having a conversation with someone yeah. so your story and the base core story that you tell the mistake, the two mistakes that I see almost ubiquitously with companies that I work with are they're telling the wrong story or they're telling. And if they, even if they're telling the right story, they're telling it in in a, in a way that's not compelling. So let me, let me kind of back into what that means. So the wrong story is their story. You know, and I think, and I know you mentioned uh, some founding story. uh, The founding story is really helpful. That's true, but the founding story is only helpful if the founder, if the founder created the product because they were having the exact problem. Exactly. That the that the uh, um, that their customers are having and that they that they now solve. So that story is helpful, right? But a lot of people get into this, like, think about these capability. I think about, like, capabilities decks. Like, if I see one more capabilities deck that's 20 <laughs> slides that shows me features, like, I'm going to jump off a bridge. Right, right. Right? And the truth is, no one gives a shit. Nope. You know, like, I, I don't know any other kinder way to say it, but nobody cares about you or your story. They care about themselves and their problems. So what you need to do if you really want to sell to someone and you really want to engage people is you need to tell them a, their story and the story of the problem that you solve. If you can tell them the story of the problem that you solve, your solution is almost an afterthought. It's a very weird it's a very weird thing that I learned a long time ago. If you if you become an expert on the problem and describing that problem and talking about the approach the approach to fixing that problem, you know, irrespective of your your solution, people will just trust you. It's amazing how that works. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, there's, like you mentioned before, there's different types of stories. And, um, you know, your story revolving around a product or the consumer itself, um, yeah, it, it, you speak to those benefits. I think that makes sense. And the reason we talk about the founder story, and, and I agree, if you have created that product through your own experience and you connect with people, a part of that is to, I guess, have people see that see them uh, empathize with your situation, to your point, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, yeah. Yes, that's, I went through that same thing. I, I get it and I connect with you. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a foundational thing. And then if you're selling the actual product that came out of it, I think there's a little bit of a different spin on that story, which is speaking more to those benefits and things like that that you're talking about right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think empathy is the key is the key word here. So like the thing I the, like to hack everything that I learned when I was learning how to tell stories. Yeah. If you watch a movie, the reason you watch when you watch a movie, you put yourself in the protagonist's shoes and then you're kind of moved and you're like, what would I do here? And then when they face difficulties, you face difficulties. And then when they overcome them, you get that you get that kind of great feeling of like, you know, Luke blowing up the Death Star, which is the (laughs) one which is the example that I always use. But that's not earned. 
if you don't go through the problems and the yes. difficulties and everything yes. else prior to that. So when, when we're thinking about, you know, as a, as a way to, for something for the audience to take today, there's really four main pieces of a, of a story, mm-hmm. uh, of, a mar- and of a marketing story or a sales story. And the first piece is you need to be able to set up the scene, which is describe the pain point, meet them where they're at. Describe the pain points that that person is having or that the, the problem, uh, whoever your prospect is or whoever, whoever your target is in, in your marketing. Right. What's the problem that they're having today? Meet them there first. And how, how, is, that, uh, how is that being how, – how, what's that costing them, right? right? And then the next piece is you actually need to be an expert on that problem. They have 500 problems every single day. But you're an expert in one because you deal. Your business deals with solving that all the time. So you need to be a, kind of a, a knowledge base here, and you need to give them insight into what are the larger factors that are causing that problem. Uh, so if you think about it like a doctor, right? If if I'm a doctor, you tell me your symptoms, or I need to describe your symptoms to you, uh, and you need to say, okay, you got an itchy throat, you got this and this. Now what I do, the next piece that I do is say, okay, all of this is being caused by strep throat, right? So you diagnose. That's kind of the second piece, yep. and you're kind of by doing that, you're giving them insight into what's causing their problem, and you're already giving them value. Once you once you give them insight into what's causing that problem, the next thing you talk about is, hey, you need to take a different approach if you want to get rid of these pain points. If you want to, if you don't want to treat the symptoms, you want to treat the underlying issue. You need to get you need to deal with these larger pain, or you need to deal with what's actually the root of the problem. And here's a way to do that. So those are the first three steps, right? And that takes up, I, I would say, eighty percent of eighty percent of um, eighty to ninety percent, really, of a sales pitch, yeah. and it has nothing to do with your product. Right. And then you get to the last piece where you say, okay, you need to take this approach no matter what, whether you do it with me or with someone else. Right. But here is the one way in which we are attacking this problem for our clients and helping and helping them, um, and. You know, if there's a value to that, let's keep going. If there's not, that's okay. You've already gotten knowledge. You should you should think about it in your own way. And it's a very non it's a very non-committal, consultative kind of thought, you know, value based uh, sale. And it and that story that's the foundation. Those four pillars is the are the foundation of any really good business story. Mm, yeah. And so, have you seen? Um, do any brands come to mind that stand out to you that have kind of mastered this craft or, um, any like examples come to mind that you might be able to share? Yeah. B- to from B to spot. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Uh, from a B to C point of view, I actually think Tuft and Needle does a great job at this. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with them. The, no. like, uh, they're a mattress in a box, kind of like a Casper. Uh, that? so Tuft and Needle is T-U-F-T. And then uh, I think they actually have an and sign, and then needle, N-E-E-D-L-E. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, so if you look them up, they have they a lot of their branding. So so they're a disruptive product, right? Meaning that they're trying to disrupt the mattress industry, which is pretty old. Yeah. Uh, and they, uh, and part of that is they're charging a lower price, but they don't want to be associated with lower quality. So they need to do they need to walk through the story and what and the vast majority of their marketing. Is not about how great Tuft and Needle is. It's about all the bullshit that's within the mattress industry and how it's so <laughs> caught up with marketing and they're doing all these different things that are unnecessary and it's just so they can charge you more and more and more money. Um, and 
there's uh, several of their marketing videos that really talk about what the what the mattress industry is doing um, that is dishonest. And then they don't talk about at all about Tuft and Needle. At the end, there's basically just a logo from Tuft and Needle. But that does a really good job because it breaks down my current mental model of the yes. value that's being presented by the mattress industry. So they do a really, really good job. Right. So they're getting into the psychology. So like if you start hearing their sales pitch, basically, you're like, yes, I can relate to all that stuff. Is that that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's more like, oh, wow. All right. Now I know why I'm being charged twenty three hundred dollars for a mattress. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Yeah, I got you. I got um, you. Rather than eight hundred dollars, which I should be being charged. Right. And like it, it gives you it you're presenting yourself as like, Hey, we're the experts on the mattress industry and we can, we're charging less because it's the right thing to do. And because we can provide you the same value and still make a good profit. Gotcha. So like that's kind of their core message, but they can't do that if they just talk about how great the tuft and needle mattress is and what, and what's in it. They need to do that by breaking down what's currently happening, happening to, uh, customers. And would you say that's like, that's one approach among many, or is that a core approach? Well, I think it's a core approach, but you know, that's, that is my, that's my mental model. Right. Sure. sure. Um, you know, I think, and I think it doesn't, you know, Pepsi solves a problem. If you really think about it, if the way, <laughs> the way that they do it, or like a Gucci bag solves a problem. Um, so, I think you can really I think you can really go back to there is some problem out there. Nobody buys nobody buys anything if it doesn't solve a problem for them. Even if that problem is I want to look cooler than my neighbor. You know? Like I was just gonna say people get what they want, not what they need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's still <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um so I think that I think it's a core approach to a successful story, yeah. uh to a successful yeah. brand story. Um and it's something that I work with many B2C brands on sure. uh, and definitely for a, any type of B2B sale or yeah. any like it's it, it's it's uh, essential to do it well. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. And it's really important to think through those things. And, you know, I always think of Squatty Potty because it just stands out so much. I've watched their video um, and like certain, you know, kind of broke down, like, how do they sell this thing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it really does flow uh, in this type of format that we're talking about here. And it kind of highlights the issue. And then if you don't solve it, like how that issue expands, like it's the, it antagonizes the issue. And then it kind of like says, hey, so here's the solution. And they don't even talk about the product to your point, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And they do a I mean, really the product is simple. The product right. is super simple. By the way, we do have something if you want it. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty cool examples. Um, and I'm curious now with this this approach though. This is a foundational way of thinking about conveying the information in order to get someone to understand and relate. Uh, so this is applicable through different mediums, right? It's not just like, hey, this is for a TV commercial format. This can be really applied whether you're doing your own, you know, video or in person or what about like, you know, a Facebook ad or copy on your website? Do you Absolutely. apply the same principles? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can apply this to your marriage and it will work really well. <laughs> True. It, right? I'm, I'm, I wish I, I wish I was smart enough to apply it in my relationship. Uh, but I'm in it from a business point of view, I can, I can do it, but it does like it's, it's an, it's a, it's an empathetic way of connecting and, and persuading, frankly, it's not, and it's not like, it's not manipulative because 
it's true, right? Like you're not, you're, what you're doing is actually helping people, hopefully. I mean, you, I suppose you could use it for uh, some kind of dark side of the force stuff if you really wanted to. <laughs> but if you're, but the, the truth is you need to meet people where they're at and, and it's really, really important to, to do that. And if you don't do that, you won't gain credibility and they'll completely shut off to you. So it's, yeah. you know, I, it's, I, well, it is I, a foundational communication skill. It, it is. And here's the thing that, you know, over the years, it's like, you know, I've done lots of different marketing stuff and it's like, it's not easy. Like you think, oh, I'm, I'm really speaking their language and I'm going to really get in. It's, you may try it over and over and over again. And you realize like the next month, it's like you learn something different about it. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't, my perspective shifted on how I see this. And it's like, you do it better and better and better. Um, it's not an, it's not an easy craft to master. No, I mean, and I, I don't claim to make myself an expert in marketing by any means. Um, you know, but the, but I think that that foundational piece is really, really key. It is. I, mean, I agree. I mean, that, everything solves a problem. It's really crazy. If you think, if you really go in and think about it, everything solves a problem, right? Like, what do you meme? For example, you know, that have you ever heard of that game? It's like a, it's like yeah. a, okay. So it's a game that you play and it's like tired of the same, like you're tired of the extremely boring Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> play what do you mean with your family that'll get things stirred up you know like the it's like these any any type of game uh or i'm sorry any type of product does at its core solve a problem and if it doesn't you you know Yes. You probably don't have much of a value proposition. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you can't if you can't tell that story, then you probably got a you got a problem yourself. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, well, this is good. I mean, and so this is the kind of stuff you're working with companies on, right? To help them understand it. And obviously, you take them deeper to help them. You know, how do you speak to the audience? How do you get into that psychology and frame these things up? So um, I assume that's kind of like part of your process that you take people on a deep dive around, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's really three tenets. Uh, one of them is strat, one of them's process, one of them's strategy. Yeah. And those are kind of like the big tactical, uh, pieces of that. Um, and then the other one is messaging and messaging is really where the core of the sort of the storytelling stuff comes. The rest of those are about how to get those stories out to the right people and how to tell them and use and use them properly. Mm -hmm. Um, to put people through a sales process that closes. So it's a little bit, it's more involved than just story, but story, if you don't have a good story, everything else is kind of screwed. Yeah. It's going to fall apart. So once you have your story, um, I guess how, how do you, and we'll, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, just so I want to be respectful of your time. Um, sure. you know, but like uh, the process, like a lot of people get hooked on this idea, like I'm going to create my story and I'm going to like throw it out on a Facebook ad and get all these sales. But mm -hmm. you know, you got the Russell Brunson's of the world and others who are talking about all their sales funnels and all that stuff. So it's like, there's a, um, I guess a relationship building process, right? And so mm -hmm. is that an important part of what you also kind of teach people? Yes. I mean, for me, I, I, I think it's a bit, I, I don't want to pretend to be an expert on the sure. kind of the marketing angle, but I do have a girlfriend who owns a marketing agency. So I, I'm pretty familiar in her and I talk shop a lot and there's really an awareness building that happens yeah. uh, before you can get to the direct sale exactly. and the direct and that direct sale, uh, the awareness building needs to be longer and longer, the higher price the item, the item is. And I think that that core sales story we're talking about is a great way, is a great awareness piece, right? Because the sales, even if you do, even if you're doing direct sales to someone, 
um, meaning like one-to-one conversations, that yeah. sales process today is starting way before they ever talk to you. It's yes. when they're out there and they say, oh, I have this problem. How do I fix this problem? And they Google, you know, like, uh, I don't know, some, some, some descriptive problem. I was right. going to use squatty potty, but I decided not to, um, <laughs> you know, they, where they Google that they have this problem and then they're looking for solutions out there or they're, or people who are talking about that problem and what that looks like. Yeah. So like that process starts long before anybody ever has a one-to-one sales conversation. But I would venture that the number one thing you need to do is figure out who has the, like, what's the problem that your company solves, who has that problem and where are they going to look for solutions for that problem? And that's where you target your marketing and that's how you need to target your messaging. Exactly. Uh, because yeah. it's like, you know, think about a, a cold email. Everybody hates a cold email until the value proposition or the problem they describe is one that you're facing. Then all of a sudden it's an, it's not a problem. Same thing with, with ads, right? Uh, anytime an ad pops up, it's the worst thing in the world, unless, <laughs> unless it actually happens to be relevancy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And, uh, I, I a hundred percent agree. You know, the cold stuff is, it's hard. And we, my co-founder and I were just talking, we're like, yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to bring on, you know, you, you do a lot of B2B, you want to bring on a new B2B client. Um, even from the point that you start talking to them, it's six months and it's probably like a small project before you get the big project and a bigger relationship and all that stuff. It, it all takes time. And like you have to earn trust and loyalty. Yes, for sure. It's a it's a key. Trust and loyalty is is a key piece, and you do that through credibility. Yes. And credibility is gained through understanding your customer before talking about yourself. I think that's a good note to end everybody on, guys. So remember those things, and um, you got a lot of a lot of practicing to do. So, Dominic, um, you know, so you said you work with a range of companies, and um, so you, you you work with startups and Fortune 500 and stuff like that, right? Yep, I'm all I'm I'm all over the gamut. I help uh, I help startups uh, in in the B2B space to build their entire sales process. Uh, in the B2C space, I help with brand story uh, and do kind of kind of quick quick rebranding uh, stories that they can then use. Uh, and then for Fortune 500s, I help them to to look at and validate uh, new business ideas and see if there's really a need for those in the market. Right. So, hey, listen, you know, people listening here, a lot of guys, are, they're getting funding and, you know, we got to build sales teams. And I think, you know, somebody like Dominic could be really helpful to come in and just make sure you get off on the right foot and you know how to get the team set up and get your strategy in place. Um, so, Dominic, why don't you give a shout out? Actually, I got it right here. So you could check out uh, Dominic's website. It's The Clean Cell and it is www thecleancell.com simple enough so thecleancell.com you can see what he's up to see maybe if it's something that he can help you with guys Dominic thanks so much for being on the show really appreciate uh, you sharing your insights and expertise and uh, all that fun stuff my pleasure it was great to it was great to be on thanks Adam that's all for this episode your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content exclusive interviews and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com we'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.